0: Welcome to the open source way. This is SAP's podcast series in which we'll talk about the difference that open source can make. In each episode, we'll talk to a different expert and we'll talk to them about why they do it the open source way. I'm your host, Carsten Hohage, and today I'm going to talk to Klaus Häuptler and Florian Hoffmann about ABAP Clean Code. Klaus is a software engineer who worked on different products and technologies in governance, risk and compliance uh, and the supply chain management area. During his career, he also has been a trainer, a coach, a product owner for agile software engineering. And currently, he mainly drives craftsmanship topics across SAP and is a curator for a large internal community with the intention to improve engineering topics by strengthening collaboration. Florian is a team architect and agile driver for SAP Business Integrity Screening, SAP Watchlist Screening and the SAP Governance Risk and Compliance platform, especially the microservice automated procedure. He's also a co-founder of ABAP Clean Code. So let's get started. It's about ABAP Clean Code. So Klaus, what does ABAP Clean Code actually do? What kind of project is that?
1: OK, uh, thanks, uh, Carsten for having us. Uh, so for, for other languages like Java, uh, there are many uh, guides and books on how to uh, write maintainable, readable, and, and testable code. Uh, The most popular one is uh, Clean Code by Bob Martin. It's written for Java with examples in in, in Java. And those principles can be actually applied in any language. But nothing was existing uh, for ABAP. So our idea was to apply those principles in in ABAP, have a discussion with the community on a common understanding of what that means with concrete examples. Okay, so... um... As I
0: understand, this is not a coding project, uh, but it's about producing information.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't contain any source code. Uh, it's mainly written uh, in Markdown files, so we use Markdown for documenting the good practices. Um, and many approaches which are valid, uh, valid for inner source and open source projects are also valid for for documentation. So we use the same tooling uh, for managing contributions uh, using GitHub with with pull requests and especially the, the gated review process, uh, which is also available with, with GitHub, is extremely helpful to manage this project.
0: One detailed question to make sure about that. You said it contains no source code. Is that like Completely true, or does it contain examples and things that will be?
1: Uh, it contains examples, but those are not executable. It's it's just documentation.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, so documentation guidelines, best practices, however you want to call it, that's the focus, right? Exactly. Okay. So Florian, before we go further into what kind of project that is, why is
2: clean code itself so important? Yeah, clean code is about uh, writing maintainable uh, code, as uh, Klaus already mentioned. Um, Maintenance is a huge topic for SAP. I mean, we're not writing software that's being used a half a year or so. We're writing software that's being used for decades, tens of years uh, to come. Um, The first software that uh, SAP ever wrote is probably still out there running somewhere in some company or some, some older system. And um, so, keeping the code maintainable is, is really a huge day-to-day topic. You find that whenever customers report in that something doesn't work, um, you need to find out quickly what the problem is. Is it, is it just a misunderstanding of what the software is supposed to do, or is it a really bug uh, that you need to fix then in the end? And where does the bug come from? The easier the software is written, um, the easier the code itself uh, can be understood by the programmers, um, the easier it is to identify possible sources of the uh, bug and also to identify uh, possible solutions for it. So um, clean code for SAP is uh, mostly about uh, making the day-to-day work of us developers easier. And in the end, it's also getting easier to write new code because people understand just better where the new code might fit in, uh, where the plug-in places are. um, Also, clean code helps structure code better so that even those plug-in places become uh, available, uh, which has not always been the case in the past. This guideline, which is in the end uh, the product of SAP,
0: uh, of ABAP clean code, that that's not only for SAP, right? That's also for all the partners and, I don't know, customer developers and everyone out there, right?
2: Yeah, well, actually, uh, we started out in a single in a single team of 10. That's a Scrum team, a team of uh, about 7 to 10 people, uh, mostly composed of uh, developers that are working together on a single piece of software. And we just started out and found out that two or three people had read that book uh, by Robert Martin. And they just found, hey, why, why is nobody using that around here or why are we using it so little here? And we just started collecting things. Um, that we found are helpful in our daily work and that uh, fit to the clean code paradigms. And when we started with that, we noticed that, hey, well, why should we limit that to our own team? So we expanded it to more teams. We, we took in the other teams from our organization, um, made the code reviews a little more open, so more people participated. We talked more about code, had some additional meetings on that. And we found that even more people uh, got interested. So we again expanded and Klaus set up uh, that uh, single one meeting that somehow kicked off the rest of this. Uh, where we uh, said, hey, let's do a session sap word where everybody can freely join and let's simply talk about what we gathered there. It was back then, it was a wiki page that was composing some, I don't know, 100 or 200 suggestions how you can make your code cleaner. And uh, I was just talking about it. There were literally hundreds of people in that call and listening. And I got so much huge positive feedback that we said, okay, uh, That's so huge and so good. Uh, Why don't we simply share it with everybody? It's something that every developer should know about, uh, especially also customers, partners who are involved in the ecosystem of ABAP. And uh, this is how we kicked it off um, in in a way of let's, let's talk about open source here. Why don't we simply share it with everybody in the world for free? and uh, see uh, what the feedback is. And this is where we stand now. We opened that uh, open source uh, repository, um, got uh, really a lot of contributions from the outside, lots of suggestions. And yeah, uh, clean code is not something that you, that you keep in, inside the code as a, as a secret algorithm that makes everything work in a magical way. It's something that needs to be driven by coders and coders need to talk to each other to improve their ways. And uh, yeah, this is, this is where we think open source is the exact right
0: thing. Can you give us an example what kind of things
2: are, are communicated in ABAP clean code? Clean is basically a large set of recommendations how you can make your code easier. And one of those simple recommendations is is actually something that everybody can understand. Give things good names. Um, In the past, there were some funny limitations on the hardware side that caused SAP to introduce database tables with a field length restriction of five characters, meaning every field in the database had a name like PRTYC. Um, at the time that that created a kind of inside language so everybody knew what was meant if you're talking about P-R-T-Y-C I mean you can't even pronounce it it's like I mean I don't even know how to spell that Um And the funny thing is that the coders who were inside of the projects, they understood fairly well what was meant with that. And the customers and partners who were involved with the code learned to understand what it meant. So everybody in the end came to that sort of common secret language where they knew what all these funny abbreviations meant. But in the end, it's a lot clearer if you simply write it out, prr TYC, whatever it was, uh, could be just a product type. So why don't we just write that in the code, product type? Let's make a a function call that says uh, read product type instead of read PRTYC and have everybody guess what that abbreviation was about. And this is a huge part of clean code, just make things explicit in the code. And uh, yeah, just give them a, a very clear idea of what you're meaning. And uh, actually, uh, reading things and understanding what they mean is is about seventy to eighty percent of of understanding what the software in the end does. It's like reading a book where every other word is an abbreviation. That's pure horror. You just don't understand it. That's why reading science literature is often so hard.
0: So a lot of um, clean means actually standardized like as in we have a standardized way how we find names for variables or fields or whatever
2: it's more about um really revealing things uh, a one, one huge topic in the book is readability readability means simply that you can understand what you are reading and um that readability is what makes um, understanding the software far easier than having a good structure or having performing code or fast code or elegant code even in some places. Readability is what really brings the developers together and make them able to talk about a a method. In the past, we used to have methods that were huge and uh, abbreviated and cumbersome to understand, but now we can sit together in meetings and actually look at the code and talk about it.
0: I think I get it. Um, And I think I also get a picture why that is obviously driven as a community project. Uh, But could you uh, emphasize on that a little bit more? Why is it, especially in a project like that, uh, so important that you involve community?
1: um yeah i would like to add on uh, another aspect i think also it's not only about readability it's also a lot about testability so i think it's important that we get in, a, in the community in agreement in order to write effective test automation we also need to to structure the code and the architecture in a way um that you can write effective fast uh, stable tests and um yeah the clean code guide also gives a lot of guidance on that. Again, it's not about standardization. It's, it's more about agreement and a common understanding when it comes to testability. And then we make a lot of proposals uh, how the code can be done in a, a testable way, but also how to write your, your tests that they are readable again. Uh, when it comes to involvement of the community, I think it's important that you you start small. So I think originally it started uh, with, a, with a few teams in, in governance, risk, and compliance. Uh, so Florian did a great job in summarizing all the stuff uh, on a wiki page. Um, and based on code reviews uh, with colleagues in, in, in governance and risk and compliance, there were a lot of intense discussions, uh, and sometimes also conflicts, but uh, the result was very good. And then uh, we decided as a next step, we do it in a source as a GitHub project and um, I also have an internal community, uh, which, which I manage uh, with, with colleagues from all over SAP who are interested in craftsmanship topics. And then uh, we organized a presentation in this community and lots of uh, uh, colleagues uh, where had gave a lot of amazing feedback and also contributed and opened up issues. And so the, the, the guide evolved and got much better and at a certain point in time, we also decided, uh, yeah, let's make an open source project out of that. And again, there was a huge uh, community of, of, of colleagues, of developers across the whole world who, who wanted to adopt that and also gave feedback and also sparked additional ideas on top of that. Um, so it's on the one hand to, to, to start small, involve a lot of uh, uh, feedback from the community, get a lot of contributions and so you get get better over time. But on the other side, it's also a great uh, chance to to involve the community, get a common understanding, get a common commitment uh, on the direction and uh, get early adopters who adopt then this guide. And that is the first step and then also to get even a broader community of, of, of people uh, who adopt that. Um, so it's a natural co- a curve of any idea uh, and, and using the community approach helps a lot on, on the way. Um, an additional, additional idea we had was uh, that we want to get more ABAP colleagues familiar with um, Clean Coach, with uh, ABAP Git, with GitHub, and inner source and open source approaches. So that they maybe also start their own projects.
0: You mentioned uh, the
1: adopters,
0: uh, so uh, this is where we go from ABAP Clean Code itself does not contain any source code, but with the adopters, of course, is then when source code is being generated on the basis of. Uh, leads me to the question: uh, What would you say uh, between an open source project that produces guidelines, best practices like ABAP Clean Code, and an actual source code? open source project, What where do you see the main differences?
2: The main difference between a, a real source uh, code repository and the clean ABAP repository that we have is uh, basically, um, yeah, there's, there's a bit less code and it does not execute that well. I mean, if you run the run command on the clean ABAP uh, repository, it will do nothing. Um, In the end, that means a a couple of things. Uh, For example, we don't have unit tests (laughs) in the clean ABAP uh, repository simply because it's not that easy to write unit tests for a clear English text uh, that is supposed to, I don't know, check the grammar or something. Uh, Maybe we could check the formatting or something like that. But there there are some other differences which are uh, very important. The first um, is, and this is actually... uh, very outstanding, I think. It's actually easier to participate in Clean up than to contribute to a real code project because in the end, it's just text. It's just written language that everybody can understand who is speaking English. And by the way, we also have some translations now. Uh, We we got it in German and French. Uh, I think we have a a Japanese translation even that was contributed by an outside non-SAP person. Uh, A really excellent contribution that already shows where the community comes in here. Uh, We also got the Chinese version. And um, this already shows that um, it's simply text and everybody can understand it and uh, immediately relate to it and make suggestions whether text does fit or does not fit so well so actually getting contributions is easier uh, than getting real uh, code contributions and the second outstanding thing that we noticed is there is a lot more dialogue Uh, when we write software it's like uh, two or three or a handful of people who are really in that code so deep that they can talk to each other and uh, understand what each other means and uh, work out what the best way of doing this or that is in that piece of code. Uh, when it comes to clean up, you will notice that there are hundreds or thousands of people who understand what's meant with this. It's more
0: like someone submits something and then you discuss about it. Is that right? Or do I just imagine that?
2: With code, we're actually discussing more in the beginning, like design, uh, architecture. Uh, You just want to make some important decisions before you lay down the wrong software components and end up with a mess. But uh, with with a plain text uh, thing like a recommendation and so on, it's a lot easier. And also, by the way, we we um, we uh, can really benefit here from uh, the basic techniques that something like GitHub is offering us. So people can just open a pull request with their suggestions and we can simply talk about that. It's not uh, already in the project, but you can see the project, what it would look like if that were merged now. And that makes it a lot easier for people to discuss what the outcome is or what it should look like in the end.
0: Right. But speaking of outcomes and seeing the results, uh, now we have ABAP clean code out there. Do you also kind of see the results in ABAP-based open source coding projects? Um,
2: as there are not so many ABAP open source projects, it's, it's kind of hard to to really get a representative cut of the what the portion of software is that is is getting better. What we did see in the very beginning even was that the teams who started to adopt even only a handful of those recommendations. Uh, we're suddenly producing code that was a lot better. And everybody or nearly everybody agreed uh, on on the code getting better. So it's not something that is theoretical. So we're not pushing out some recommendations that nobody ever tried out. It's just the the distillated uh, findings of, of years and years of experience that people are putting together. And we actually do have code bases, which are pretty much sticking to most of the recommendations in Clean ABAP. And they look pretty neat in the end. It's it's really readable code, understandable. You can easily talk to others about that code, even if you have absolutely no clue what the actual business application is supposed to do. There are always technical things that are uh, then in the end very easy to understand.
0: Okay, but isn't it also right that uh, that clean the clean code project basically triggered some... ABAP tooling projects also written in ABAP uh, that
2: kind of have evolved around uh, the Clean Code project? Yeah, there has been a a rather small section of ABAP open source project uh, for for some years now. For example, we, I think we already talked about ABAP Git, uh, which is basically a Git client that can be imported to any ABAP system to just download and upload code uh, from, from the uh, GitHub uh, or other Git repositories. And the idea there is simply to make it easier to share code. This project was there before uh, Clean ABAP. And uh, it is one of the most excellent projects that we have out there regarding ABAP. But there were also others. For example, there is one uh, very common example that most people or many people know who are actually uh, writing business applications. It's called ABAP to XLSX. It's actually an ABAP to Microsoft Excel sheet converter. So it's actually generating Excel sheets for you or reading them in and so on. A lot of people have that as a task to, hey, I want to generate that data table as as an Excel sheet. And that also has been around for a while. And that is also a very good uh, project. It's very cleanly styled and so on. Um, It's not really... uh, related to the Clean ABAP uh, project, of course, but we think uh, the structure itself, that it's using the object-oriented syntaxes and so on, uh, that already shows that the people uh, who wrote that had a lot of the clean uh, clean code recommendations already ingrained in their code and in their mind when they wrote down the structure. Yeah. But in the end, uh, uh, Clean ABAP, we think, also gave rise or at least boosted some new projects that are also available now. For example, we have CodePath, (laughs) Well, Uh, which is a rather recent project and a very great one. That is actually a thing that helps you, um, yeah, realize the clean up of recommendations. It's just scanning your code and uh, highlighting things where things are not uh, really uh, clean uh, regarding that recommendation or so on. It's like, like uh, if you're familiar with it, the code inspector that helps you identify portions of the code where you, I don't know, uh, harm harm certain guidelines and you should write it this other way so it's better for or performance or something like that so it's actually that for clean ABAP, helping you getting the style of the software better and there's also another project which is more recent which i think is also worth mentioning it's called abap lint uh, which is then a, a kind of tool that's supposed to help you uh, make code reviews uh, more feasible within, in the ABAP world. In the ABAP world, we don't really have those really cool code review tools that some of the other, other languages uh, have uh, directly incorporated in the development toolage itself. Um, so we had the feeling we needed to add something there. And some people came up with the idea of ABAP Lint, and this is also an excellent example. And uh, we do hope that the uh, that the uh, yeah the the large community that CleanAbop has collected around it also helps these projects now to gain some traction and also helps other people to come up with new ideas and yeah just start something new and cool.
0: Thank you, Florian. Uh, I was going to take this a little bit into another direction and back to Klaus maybe here um, because another thing I learned uh, that is now based on the clean ABAP project in its online representation, basically, is there is going to be a clean ABAP book, as far as I know. So the wheel has come full circle, like basically from the initial proprietary project
1: via the open source, and it's now a book yeah exactly but maybe i would like to add on another interesting project which is currently mainly in-house uh, but but so, some colleagues um, developed some some additions to make uh, code reviews with github with github simpler so uh, some teams already use github intensively for reviewing our um, code so hopefully that will also be available this year next year externally to to partners and, and customers uh, when it c- comes to the book uh, yeah so we we talked already a lot about the evolution uh, from a few teams to the inner source repository to the open source repository and then again we we asked the community who want to wants to write a book with us uh, so Florian and me we, we don't have so much time so and writing a book is a, a, a time consuming uh, and, and we asked the community and uh, four colleagues applied uh, to, to work on on the book with us, uh, yeah. And a half a year later, and uh, after a lot of work, uh, we, we published a, a book on on clean Up, Up Oh, that's it's it's already published. Yeah, so it's already published, and in the US, it's already available to buy. And and soon, it's also I think next week, you can also buy it uh, in Europe, in Germany. Um,
0: yeah. Cool. And that was That was also a community effort great. Um, what difference though does the book make uh, when you compare it to uh, just i don't know reading through the uh, through the github repositories?
1: The demand from the community for a book was mainly also I think that the guide is is very good and it, it describes a lot of the principles uh, with a lot of examples. But it's not a great experience uh, to read. You, uh, you can't read it, uh, read it um, on the beach or on the couch. And I think the book is, is much better. It also explains more, more context. And if you're a beginner in, in those topics, um, it makes your journey easier. Uh, another thing uh, we also added some additional chapters uh, for example we have an additional chapter on how to implement it uh, as an individual uh, as a team or as an organization so there are a lot of practices and techniques you can try out with your team uh, to get better on, on the things which dis- are described in the in clean code but there are also many other books uh, which build on top or uh, for example, there's a book on, on clean architecture by Bob Martin. Or a lot a lot of books are around test automation, evolutionary architecture, and all these techniques uh, which I described there can help a lot in learning and implementing it, and then also in your teams. Okay, which leads
0: me to the question, uh, if you were in a development team that is just starting to think about clean code or starting to clean up, up their ABAP code, where would you start? On GitHub or
1: with a book or or how would you go about it? I actually would use both. So start reading the book, so everyone could read the book, and also use a clean code repository. It's especially also helpful if, for example, if you would would like to do your code reviews with GitHub, and then you 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 have a discussion. You can also reference to the chapter in the in the GitHub repository, which makes the discussion simpler. And what I would also do is not take the whole book and apply it at once. It's too too much. Uh, You you should digest it in in smaller chunks. So there are also another approach available independent of Clean ABAP. It's called uh, Clean Code Developer Initiative. Um, It breaks down clean code topics into smaller chunks. So you could choose uh, a a first chunk, which is also described in the clean coach developer initiative, and then read through the material, take um, the clean coach uh, guides um, and and work through it as a team, not only as an individual, but also as a, as a team to get a common understanding and a, an agreement and also commitment to, to go that way. Because otherwise, um, if you do it only via code reviews, uh, yeah. the the discussion can be quite tedious and sometimes also conflicted.
0: Yeah, and I guess uh, my question was rather general. uh, And I I guess it also makes a difference if you're the architect of something larger or developer or whatever, right?
1: For architects which are in teams, they are developers and uh, all the principles are also applied to them. Um if you achieve uh, architect for and responsible for a whole product, I think it's still valid to all, know all the principles. Maybe it's not so relevant for your daily job, uh, but there are some, some topics which also touch uh, overall system architecture, especially when it comes to, to testability. Um, or other channel principles uh, around interfaces or solid principles. I think that's very valid also for Chief architect, and he should know about that.
0: Now, maybe switching back to Florian as a before-last question, uh, do you have any more details on how would you design the very first steps of the project that has
2: its ultimate goal to have clean ABAP? Um, yeah, that depends a lot on on your product, and uh, no, not so much on your product. It's actually more your team and uh, the kind of project you're working in. And uh, we we actually found that one of the most important things um, to get clean code to work is uh, have fun. Um it's, it's not done with, with serious uh, discussions about whether that name should be this one or that one. It's actually sometimes you need to throw in a really, really stupid, silly name to just make the, the idea clear behind something, and that's getting everybody to laugh. And actually, we did have a lot of fun uh, when we wrote Clean ABAP and Clean Code uh, recommendations. And I think it's really important to to keep this and uh, carry it on in the dialogues. Dialogues between developers tend to become a bit over serious if people can't agree on a on a common uh, opinion. Uh, if if one person has a uh, different opinion than another, then we find that coders are often not the best to argue out a good uh, agreement between those two opinions. Uh, we we are not really politicians here, so <laughs> um, those discussions uh, can can actually become. A bit, uh, yeah, turn into small conflicts that are are getting people's nerves up and so on. So it's actually easier to keep a fun uh, attitude to the thing. Yeah, let's let's see it this way. You've got the code; it's already there; it's working. You've got the unit test, and now you can do it a bit better. And the uh, next small thing that is very important is start with small things, like Klaus already mentioned. Um, it's really important that you do not apply the huge chunk of those thousands of recommendations in one piece that's that's simply impossible start out with one or two rules and try to implement them in the in your daily work try to convince the people in your team to agree on on trying it like this and that and you will already see a lot of improvement throughout the code base with even those simple steps And uh, another important thing is uh, even though it's now a book and it's somehow a hard copy that you got in your hand and that doesn't change anymore, uh, Clean ABAP stays something that is still evolving. The language itself is changing. The requirements are changing. For example, we're now making that huge leap from the on-premise world to the cloud world where we have to uh, basically move whole ABAP systems into a cloud world that they have not really been designed to and they need to be rebuilt and pieces, they need to be repurposed, and that also makes has a huge impact on, on the way how we write code. It needs to evolve together with the requirements that it has around it. So it's really important um, that you get the, the team, the people that you're working together with um, to, to have a, a sort of basic consensus on what the rules are that you want to focus on and uh, what are rules that you can maybe try out and what are rules that are maybe even too hard for beginning with. I mean, there are some rules that are really, really hard to tackle. We can we can see that day by day, um, there are some rules that are just taking so much practice and they can only be applied after two or three other rules have been successfully implemented um, that you should really not start with them. You, they are pointed out in the CleanHub repository. They are also uh, highlighted in a lot more detail in the book itself uh, what are good places to start and what what are things like what you shouldn't uh, better uh, start with or rather move to the end of the list of your to do list with clean up, up and if you if you adhere to those uh, simple facts like have fun uh, evolve it and start small you're already a huge step into a successful implementation of clean up, up.
0: okay great thanks florian um You, in parts of what you said, you just reminded me of one of my favorite jokes, because when you said, like, sometimes it's hard to get people to agree on things and it can get into fights almost between people. Uh, Do you know what the difference between a terrorist and a software architect is? I have no idea. You can negotiate with a terrorist. Anyway, uh, let's uh, come to our usual closing question. If you could have people take two or three main messages away from this podcast,
1: which two to three main messages would that be? I think uh, the most important one is a clean code is important. So uh, the most of your time you, you spend reading reading code um, and uh, yeah, the code exists, especially in the SAP world, for for many dec- decades. Usually, if the product is successful, uh, so uh, it also affects many developers uh, who have to maintain your code in the future.
0: Okay, so clean code is important. Comes from Klaus. Then maybe the second one
2: from from uh, Florian. Um, I would say clean code or clean ABAP, especially, is something that was made by coders for coders so it's not some some architect like me uh, trying to tell people what to do and uh, have fun because i know best and i'm the bestest programmer in the world and you need to do what i do it's actually uh, just the other way around it's it's that people are actually convincing each other so it's on the on the on the grassroots level what's happening there and uh, people should really take that into into their minds that uh, this is not something that somebody high, high, high up in the hierarchy decided. It's actually something that somebody next to you on the, on the same desktop maybe even uh, decided that it's maybe a bit better to write that code in that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's one. Then it's Klaus's turn again. If you have another point you want to add,
1: Klaus? Um, yeah. So if you start with the clean up using the book or other guides, I think it's very important to involve your team because in the end uh, you usually have shared uh, code ownership. And if you do something in a certain way, uh, and another one uh, has a, another opinion, as you said, yeah, there can be a lot of conflicts. Um, also, if you want to do code reviews, so it's it's good to do a joint learning approach. It's not necessary. You can also learn it on your own, and there's immense uh, benefit for yourself. But to to get really um, better, it's it's good to do it together with the team.
0: All right, um, let's uh, so involve the team. Uh, let's leave it at these points then. Um, and I thank you, Klaus, and I thank you, Florian, uh, for being our guest today. It was great to have you here and thanks all for listening to The Open Source Way. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and don't miss our next episode. It's published uh, every other Wednesday around noon. You'll find us on OpenSAP and also in all the regular podcast distributions like Apple Podcasts, Spotify and the likes. Um, Thanks for listening in again and uh, thanks Klaus and thanks Florian again. Uh, Thanks a lot for having us. You're very welcome. Bye-bye, everyone.